0: (laughs) We're going to talk about fighting today. (laughs) We must learn to fight. Um, Jack, if I could have the screen turned on up here, that would be helpful to me. Thank you. So, we must learn to fight. Now, I know I need to clarify some things as I've, you know, uh, what kind of fighting I'm talking about. I didn't get in a fight with a person. But I do have spiritual forces that seem to come against me at times. Have you ever experienced that? Once. Yes. Does that happen once or twice to anybody in here? <laughs> and uh, we have to learn to fight. Right. Amen. That's right. Sorry, I don't do sign language well. I'm... Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to be going through uh, some passages in the book of Judges. And uh, we're going to apply it to just us today. But in Judges chapter 2, starting with verse 1, it won't be on your screen, but let me just read this to you. It says, The angel of the Lord went up from Gilgal to Bochum with a message for the Israelites. The background to this is that God had um, promised to deliver the Israelites from bondage in Egypt and lead them to a land of their own. God said he would be with them in battle helped them to take the land and uh, as long as they depended on him and walked with him. It started off good, but then the Israelites didn't take possession of all of the land, and they started to dwell with the people of the land and instead of conquering them, which leads us to this text. So this, the angel of the Lord comes with this message. He told them, I brought you out of Egypt into this land that I swore to give to your ancestors, and I said I would never break my covenant with you. For your part, you were not to make any covenants with the people living in this land. Instead, you were to destroy their altars. Why then have you disobeyed my command? Since you've done this, I will no longer drive out the people living in your land. They will be thorns in your sides, and their gods will be a constant temptation to you. When the angel of the Lord finished speaking, the Israelites wept loudly. So they called the place weeping, and they offered sacrifices to the Lord. Father, as I just share your word today, I ask that your Holy Spirit will take those things uh, that you want people to see, and, and help us to grasp All that we have in you, help us to understand everything that you have given us as we walk in this life, and how you will help us to overcome. And Lord, we thank you for this in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So, my first point is simply this, and it's kind kind of a simple one. Oh, excuse me. The Lord does not remove all opposition. Have you ever prayed that? God, just get rid of all my problems. Did he answer that prayer? (laughs) There are times when God steps in and some pretty amazing things happen. And then there are times when God says, No, you're going to walk through this thing. Right. with me. Amen. And that's, not a, that's him not answering a prayer. He is answering the prayer, but he wants to do something in us in the process. So the Lord does not remove all opposition. In Judges chapter 3, that's the text we're going to start looking through. It says, The Lord left certain nations in the land to test those Israelites who had not participated in the wars of Canaan, those who had never done battle, he, was, he left some, some people in the land. This was not an oversight. God didn't make a mistake. When the people stopped obeying him and driving out the nations with his help, then he just left certain nations. And there they were. And the Lord's not going to remove all of the opposition in our lives either. I've prayed prayers like that. He gives us victory in every area. But he doesn't necessarily remove all of the opposition. Jesus, the, that last night he had with his disciples before he was taken, he, uh, <laughs> perfect. <laughs> that night, he prayed for his disciples. And I want us to see this prayer. Okay? And it's in John 17. But look at the words to this prayer. I have given them your word. Has God given us his word? He has. I have given them your word, and the world hates them, because they do not belong to the world, just as I do not. I'm not asking you to take them out of the world, but to keep them safe from the evil one. They are not part of this world any more than I am. Make them pure and holy by teaching them your words of truth. As you sent me into the world, I am sending them into the world. And I give myself entirely to you, so they also might be entirely yours. I am praying not only for these disciples, but also for all who will ever believe in me because of their testimony. Of course, that's us. We, we weren't the original ones hearing this, but we have heard the message, we have placed our faith in Christ, and this prayer is for us too. So we don't see where Jesus prayed, Lord, let all opposition be taken out. No, he said, they're in the world. The world is a difficult place. Keep them from the evil one. Amen. But you're being sent into the world. Right. We're going to face spiritual opposition. How many of you would rather just run away from it? You don't have to raise your hand. but (laughs) Um, It's not really the best option. Trying to run away from spiritual opposition. Because God has ordained and destined that we overcome spiritual opposition. That's his plan for your life is that you will overcome these things that come against you. There's a passage in Ephesians. Uh, We can't read all of it, but the first part, it just, again, clarifies there's going to be opposition. In Ephesians 6, starting with verse 10, a final word. Okay, I'm adding something else here, and I want you to get this, I want you to understand this. Be strong with the Lord's mighty power. Now, it doesn't say just be strong in yourself because you will find that that's not sufficient. It's it's really a dependence on God. It's His strength that becomes our strength. Be strong with the Lord's mighty power. Put on all of God's armor so that you will be able to stand firm against all strategies and tricks of the devil. That's the plan of God, that we will be able to stand firm against all the stuff that He brings against us. For we are not fighting against people made of flesh and blood. Your neighbor is not your enemy. Your spouse is not your enemy. Okay. It's not flesh and blood. Okay. It's spiritual. That is the true enemy. For we're not fighting against people made of flesh and blood, but against the evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against those mighty powers of darkness who rule this world, and against wicked spirits in the heavenly realms. There is a battle. So the Lord does not remove all opposition, but the Lord teaches us to fight. He teaches us to fight. Some people don't like to fight. But if you're a Christian, you have to learn to fight, not other people. <laughs> that comes naturally. <laughs> you know, that's not, no, that's not what I'm talking about. We, we must learn to stand against the enemy of this world, those spiritual forces that are always trying to manipulate us, Amen. that are trying to get little hooks in us, yes. trying to plant lies that limit what we can do in God. We, we have to stand against those things. And the Lord will teach us to fight. So back to our text, Judges 3, verse 1. The Lord left certain nations in the land to test those Israelites who had not participated in the wars of Canaan. He did this to teach warfare to generations of Israelites who had no experience in battle. So their grandparents may have fought battles with God's help and won. Their parents may have fought battles with God's help and won. But they had never fought any battles. And God said they must learn to fight. Every generation must learn to fight. Okay, and again, we're we're talking a spiritual context here. Every generation must learn to fight. How do you get experience in battle? Got to go to, <laughs> gotta go to battle, okay. Well, I'm just going to read a book. Well, Books are good, especially when it's the Bible. It'll give you tools, let me tell you. But to get experience in fighting the enemy, you have to fight the enemy. Well, I'd rather have my parents do it for me. Well, that'll work for a while. But eventually you got to start standing yourself. Okay? Every Christian needs to learn to fight. God has a boot camp for every believer. Mine was pretty long. (laughs) Seemed like it was a long boot camp. Let's look at this in 2 Timothy. Chapter 2, verse 3. Endure suffering along with me. Endure suffering along with me as a good soldier of Christ Jesus. And as Christ's soldier, do not let yourself become tied up in the affairs of this life, for then you cannot satisfy the one who has enlisted you in his army. So we don't go through life consumed with the things of this world that will pass away. I mean, I'm not talking about people. People are eternal. But the stuff of this world that passes away, that's not what we're going for. That's not our passion in life. We are part of God's plan to touch a world that needs Jesus. Each one of us is a part of that plan. And we're kind of like soldiers. Okay? And we have to learn to fight. (laughs) If, if you think you're going to grow in Jesus and not meet resistance, then you're kidding yourself. Every time I've wanted to take steps of growth, I've been opposed by the enemy. He wants to push me back. I'm stepping out in faith in this area, I'm going to believe him. I think I'll just go back where I was. It wasn't quite so bad. That's the kind of stuff that happens when you want to grow. But we want to grow, right? And God has never deserted us But God says, I want you to become strong in me. I'm not going to do it all for you. You must learn to trust. You must learn to depend on my strength. You must learn to stand with my strength. I'm not just going to come along and do everything for you. Although he really is doing it. He's just doing it in us and through us. I had a dream one time. Not a pizza dream. Okay, It was a God dream. I don't have those very often. But this one was very interesting. I, I had a dream that there was this battle going on, and it was God's people against demonic forces. Both sides looked like regular people in this dream, but I just knew that that one group of people were demonic forces, and another group were God's people. And I saw that both sides had weapons. Okay, so they were like ready for battle. I even had a weapon, but I I didn't know how to use it. I had one, but it's like I didn't didn't know how to use the weapon I had. And someone from the, the enemy side, the spiritual demonic forces side, looked straight at me. And I'm standing with this weapon that I don't know how to use, and he's got a weapon. And he looks at me, and I'm thinking, I am in such trouble right now. And then he looks away and starts fighting somewhere else because he saw, I was no threat whatsoever. I was no threat. Sometimes when we have no battles, it's because we really are no threat. So anyway, I'm watching this. I'm like a spectator. I never did participate In this dream, although I was in this dream, I'm just watching these two sides fighting. And then it changes instantly, and I'm on a bus. Like I mean, God gives you dreams that are like, What? But anyway, I'm on a bus and there is such celebration on this bus, and I knew it was God's people, and they had won. And there was shouting and there was rejoicing, and this bus was filled with great joy. But I didn't have the joy. I'm, I'm a Christian, but I didn't have the joy. I didn't have any joy because I hadn't entered into the battle and I had nothing to celebrate. And then when this dream was over and I, and I woke up, this was the impression that came from the Lord. I, I embraced it was from the Lord. And it was, it was this. Only those who enter into the battle will experience the fullness of my joy. Amen. Wow. Amen. Only those who will enter into the battle will experience the fullness of my joy. Amen. See, if we hold back and we don't participate, we are missing out on so much. The victory that God wants us to experience, the joy that He wants us to know of Him working through us and helping us overcome. We miss out on all of that when we don't enter into the battle. And we just want to be spectators in this thing. We are commanded to fight. Would you agree with that? I better back it up with scripture. Okay. We are commanded to fight. First Timothy 6, verse 12. Paul the Apostle, who had learned how to fight. And these are, you know, some of his last words. Fight the good fight of faith. Amen. What kind of fight did he call it? A good fight. He didn't say, Fight this terrible, terrible battle that we all have to go through. I don't know it just is ridiculous, but fight it anyway. He didn't say that. He said, This is a good fight. It's a good fight. Yes. Fight the good fight. Of faith. I like this next part. Take hold of the eternal life which you've, uh, which, to which you were called. Everything that God has given you, take a hold of it. The devil will try to take it away. All the peace that God has for you, the devil will try to take it away. All the joy that God has for us. His kingdom is a kingdom of righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. The devil will try to take it away. Oh, the devil, he's a thief. The thief comes to steal, kill, and, uh, steal, kill, and destroy. Jesus said, I'd come that you'd have life fight the good fight of faith take hold of the eternal life to which you were called when you made your good confession in the presence of many witnesses listen I don't want us to think well when I get to heaven I'll have victory Jesus says no 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 he says I've overcome this world you can have victory in me now it's not just when you get to heaven but you will have to learn how to fight and fighting isn't always easy It's not always easy. I was never a fighter growing up, except with my brother. You know, I don't know if that counts. He was bigger, and I always lost. But I was a better talker, so I could get him in trouble. So we kind of had our ways of evening the score. But we have to learn to fight. But remember this: it's not like God is is you know radioing. Radioing you from heaven. (laughs) He's in you. He's not off in the distance seeing how you're doing. He's in you. Everything you're going through, He is there with you. When you're praying, you're not praying to somebody who's a long ways away. He's in you. He dwells in you. This verse, if we really believed this verse with all of our heart, our lives would change dramatically. Look at this verse. You, dear children, are from God. You are from God. Well, my life's not perfect. Well, mine's not either. You are from God. And have overcome them. It was talking about the spirit of Antichrist that was working in the world, using people to do all kinds of stuff. And the scripture says, you have overcome them because greater is the one who is in you than the one who is in the world. Let me, anything that you're coming against, the one who is in you is greater. Yes, amen. It doesn't matter if it's emotional issues. It doesn't matter if it's financial issues. It doesn't matter if it's physical. The one who is in you is greater you, than any spiritual force in this world against you. Amen? amen? Amen. Do you believe that? Yes, amen. Do you believe it enough to live that way? Yes, amen. <laughs> We're not fighting alone. So the Lord does not remove all opposition, but the Lord will teach us to fight. And this last one was kind of an interesting one in the passage. We must not be comfortable with the enemy's presence. You can get comfortable with the enemy's presence. It can seem normal after a while. Judges 3, 3-5. through these were the nations. Okay, these were the nations that they were dwelling among. The Philistines, those living under the five Philistine rulers. All the Canaanites, the Sidonians, and the, Hiv- the Hivites living in the hill country of Lebanon from Mount Baal Hermon to Libo Hamath. These people were left to test the Israelites to see whether they would obey the commands the Lord had given to their ancestors through Moses. So Israel lived among the Canaanites, Hittites, Amorites, Perizzites, Hivites, and Jebusites. Yeah. <laughs> and the termites. <laughs> and the termites. <laughs> they became comfortable living among their enemies. They became comfortable with the enemy's presence and instead of fighting against them, they started to just embrace them. And if, let's look at this next verse. <clears throat> they entered into marriage with them, they became intimately involved with the enemy instead of resisting the enemy. And they intermarried with them. Israelite sons married their daughters. Israelite daughters were given in marriage to their sons. And the Israelites worshipped their gods. Wow. The ones they were supposed to be at war against, they had embraced. Jesus wants us to overcome our spiritual enemies. That is his plan for your life well I've been struggling for years and I don't care how long you've been struggling I don't care how long you've been struggling the plan of God is that Jesus will help you overcome the enemies, the spiritual enemies that are coming against you that is his plan it's his joy to see you grow and overcome it's not easy It's not easy. But it is the will of God. Amen. And we have to learn to do it in his strength and not just our own strength. <clears throat> God wants us to overcome sinful desires. Do you believe that? Oh, absolutely. All right. Are you struggling with any sinful desires? I knew it would be quiet. <laughs> He wants us to overcome sinful desires. Look at this text. Dear friends, I urge you, as aliens and strangers in the world, we're not part of this world, we love people in the world, we're here to reach people in the world, to touch people, but we're not a part of this world. Dear friends, I urge you, as aliens and strangers in the world, to abstain from sinful desires which war against your soul. Man, they'll just erode. They just wear against you and they just erode stuff. And instead of us becoming everything that Christ wants us to be, it just kind of starts wearing it away. So, don't let that sin become an intimate... Don't be married to that thing. Don't be married to that thing. If you're struggling with it, you're struggling with it. But but don't... Don't embrace it as as it just has to be a part of your life. It doesn't. Jesus overcame all of that stuff at the cross. He broke the power of Satan at the cross. And he gave us a new nature. And with God's help and grace... Well, actually, this next verse is very, very important. Galatians 5.16. So I say, live by the Spirit, and you'll not uh, gratify the desires of the sinful nature. How do you live by the Spirit? You learn to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit and submit when He's speaking to you. And He is our helper. Yes. We know those verses are in the Bible, but sometimes we don't realize how big they are. That's right. The Holy Spirit is your helper. Yes, he wants to help you overcome Areas that Satan has a hold on. He wants, he's not just convicting you, and he doesn't condemn you. He'll convict you. But not for the for you to try to overcome yourself because you won't. He'll he'll convict you to the point where I don't want this thing anymore, and then he'll say, I will help you. Amen. Let me help you. And we start depending on him. Holy Spirit, give me strength today. Holy Spirit, help me see in God's Word the things I need to see so I can stand on those scriptures and I can overcome this thing in my life. He's our helper. We have been strengthened with all might by His Spirit in our inner man. He's our helper. And when we start to learn, what's this living by the Spirit thing? Well, you're on your computer and the thought comes, go to this site, And the Holy Spirit He's faithful. He says, don't do it. Don't go there. Just get up and walk away. And when we submit to the Holy Spirit, that means we say, okay, okay. And you just do it. That is submitting to the Holy Spirit. But you can submit to your carnal nature also, which says, look at that sight, and you look at it. And you look at it for a while and then you feel condemned and you feel guilty and you feel dirty and you ask God to forgive you and the cycle goes around and around and around and around. But the Holy Spirit wants to help us overcome. Because Jesus didn't save a bunch of people who didn't have problems. He saved a bunch of people who have a bunch of problems. And then he says... I will help you overcome. Some of you are under condemnation because of you failed in certain areas. Condemnation is not from God. Condemnation makes you feel guilty and you can't go to God because you feel so guilty. That's not of God. The Holy Spirit will convict you. conviction, it helps you realize you really want to be free and it draws you to God. If you're struggling with sin, God says come to me, come to me, come to me. He's not saying go away, go away, go away. So the Holy Spirit's our helper. He wants us to overcome sinful desires. The Holy Spirit will lead us to be close to Jesus. (laughs) He always wants, just lead us to Jesus. Just lead us to the Father. He'll always lead you to the Word. What does God's Word say? Who does God say you are? A failure? Or a new creation in Christ Jesus? He'll lead you. He'll lead you into God's Word. Overcoming wrong thinking. Oh my. If there's ever a battle... It's this one right here, wrong thinking. Oh my goodness. We grow up, things have happened in our lives. As we grow up, we have thoughts and attitudes about ourselves that are not from God, but they're ingrained. Some of us deal with insecurities and failure and abandonment and all kinds of issues. They get they get in us. And we start thinking those things are true. That's who I am. That's who I've always been. That's who I'll always be. And God says, no. No. It wasn't in my notes, but... (laughs) When Lion King came out, that movie, our kids, like, I saw that movie more times than I really wanted to see that movie when it came out. Those of you who are parents understand the favorite movie of your kids, you like it for a while, and then something changes in you. (laughs) But anyway, The Lion King. There's this, if I can remember the name, Simba. He was the one that was supposed to be the new king, right? And he runs off and goes into Akuma Matata life, and, you know, no worries, be happy, and all that stuff. And then there's this crisis moment, and there's this big storm, and it starts to look like Simba's father. Remember that part? (sighs) Mufasa, Mufasa. yes. Thank you, Mufasa. (laughs) And he starts speaking to his son. And his son had been running away from his responsibilities and just living life for pleasure of the moment. That's what he'd been doing. And then Mufasa speaks to his son, and he says... You have forgotten who you are. You're a king. And when he realized again who he was, he rose up to that and he became what he was meant to be. Sometimes the Lord has to speak to us and says, You have forgotten who you are. You're my sons. You're my daughters. I've not abandoned you. Now don't leave the akuma matata life. (laughs) start walking with me again and I will help you become everything you were meant to be yes there will be struggles but yes you will overcome every Christian has to learn to fight or we just stay the same with the same problems the same insecurities the same buttons that the devil can push every time he wants to push them let's look at this passage Oh, it's already up there. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. They're not of this world. They're not natural weapons. But mighty in God for pulling down strongholds. Yes. Casting down arguments or imaginations. And every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. Yes. Oh, some of us, we let thoughts get in there and we, need, and we need to stop agreeing with the thoughts and we need to just tear them down in Jesus' name. No, I am not a failure. No, I am not a failure as a Christian. No, I am not a lousy parent. No, I am not. Those accusations, we need to tear them down. You can try to reason with the devil if you want to. It'll use up a lot of your time. And it will do you no good whatsoever. Scripture never says reason with the devil and convince him. It says resist him. It says take authority. We've been given authority over serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. And nothing shall by any means hurt you. So, you can be be plagued with thoughts there's no God. Christians can be plagued with thoughts like that. There's no God. They can torment you. Or you can take authority over them. Okay? I've been there. I've gone through this stuff. It's real. I understand it's real. But if I had never learned to fight, I would still be where I was years ago. And I I didn't want to be there. I love Jesus. But I got beat up a lot by the devil. Who wants to live a life like that? Well, let's let's finish this encouraging and uplifting message. (laughs) 1 John 2, verse 14. In this passage, there's uh, several verses, they all go together. When the Apostle John is is writing to believers, and and he writes to children, young men, and fathers. And it's talking about the spiritual level of Christians. Those who are very young in their faith. Those who have grown in their faith. Those who are very mature in their faith. And so I want to just look at the one where it talks about young men, which would incorporate men and women both. But these are ones who have grown from being children. Okay, so it's the next level. They've become young men. I write to you, young men, because you are strong. And the word of God lives in you. And you have overcome the evil one. See, those who were children, they knew that they were forgiven. But the young men, they'd actually started getting into the Bible. And they'd started reading the verses. And then they started letting those verses get into their heart, where it was becoming part of them. And as they were doing that, they were going through battles just like they had been before. But now they were starting to overcome those battles. And they were starting to win. Young man, I write to you. You're growing. God's Word is in you. And you've overcome the evil one. That's the plan of God for every one of us. Every one of us. And we don't have to do it ourselves. We can get together and pray for one another and encourage one another. That's all part of it. But I, I, I want to encourage you. You can't experience the fullness of the Father's joy without entering into the battle. Amen. And we can hang back into a certain area where we experience partial joy and partial peace and, and not try to resist the enemy too much because a fight comes and we just want to avoid it. You can live that life, but you're missing out on everything the Father has for you. He has all this stuff for us. Freely. Freely. It's just that the devil's going to try to steal anything we let him steal. You may be going through a very difficult time, but the Father says, I'll still be your joy. And the devil says, you can't have any joy because of what you're in. Are you going to fight? say, devil, you're wrong. I need to finish this message somehow, Okay. (laughs) so worship team, come up here and help me. All right, help me out here. We're going to pretend that the warmth is the Holy Spirit's anointing. Okay, now I really want this message to be an encouragement to you. I went through so many battles growing as a Christian, I still have my battles. Was it worth it? Oh, it was so worth it. It's so awesome to overcome things that the devil said you will never overcome. It's so awesome to have faith rise up where you have more confidence in in this life than you had before. It is, yes, it is so worth learning to stand and fight. It really is. But it is a fight. It is a fight. I was praying about how to end the message, and uh, I know this—you know—maybe puts somebody on a spot, but I just felt like the the altar's open for anything. If you want prayer for healing, anything, the altar is open. But I felt like the Lord was saying, "There's some that they've—they want to fight." But they feel like they've gotten so beat up That they've kind of lost the desire to fight They just kind of lost the desire And I felt like the Lord wanted us to pray For anyone that was in that category And don't be embarrassed if that's the case But sometimes You just You just lost the ability and desire To even stand up anymore And you're just kind of existing But the Lord wants to help you stand up again in His strength and step with Him again in His strength in this life. So let's stand together.